to the ether today is thursday january 20th 2022 this episode of the ether is brought to you by luart luart is the first gamified nft platform built on the terra network luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience all while earning you rewards just for being a user in the coming weeks make sure to follow their twitter and discord for updates on all the new launchpad collections dystope ai minting on the 20th that's today in like an hour if you're whitelist the uh, team also recently updated a few performance features as well for an improved trading and minting experience. Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. Today on the Ether, we have the Stator Staking Weekly Space hosted by CFI and Stator. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everybody. So I think we can, we can get started. Um, I think people will slowly join in. Because we are also like putting like a time limit to this, right? So let's like take in all the questions, like uh, because people have questions, so we can like take it on. I think we'll just give it a minute. I think Sefi is having issue connecting. Hey guys. Hey guys. Good morning, everybody. Seem to be having a little bit of connection issue, so I was kind of ironing that out. So hope everyone can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. There's a bit of a glitch, but I think we can hear you. Yeah, I think the I'm in a place where the weather is not so great, so I'm not sure how well the uh, audio is going to come through. But we'll see how things go. Is that gotcha. is that reliable enough? The way it sounds now? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty decent. Yeah, try to get close to a window or something. <laughs> so I'm around a lot of buildings, like snow and whatnot. So there's like a, oh, it's not a you mentioned you're traveling to DC. I yeah, DC. So it's kind of yeah, it's really like the weather's kind of bad and. It's kind of hard to get a good connection, but let's see how it goes. Um, okay, good morning, everybody. Uh, it's I know some folks said it was kind of a bad time for some people because it's I think it's a weird time for a lot of different uh, time zones. But right now we're at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, which uh, makes it pretty early for the people on the West Coast, at least U.S. time. But um, anyway, uh, we're going to talk today with Stater and... Uh, sort of cover some different subjects that perhaps we did not before. Um, I think everyone sort of knows hopefully what Stator is by now, but what they do is essentially provide sort of simple staking solution for folks and uh, simultaneously provide um, some auto compounding benefits to the um, the Luna and UST and sort of dust stablecoin ejections that come off of your Luna. So for the average person, I would say right now, those are the two primary functions. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe the difference between just st straight staking uh, with a validator pool of uh, sort of like uh, 
curated validators versus using the uh, Luna X liquid staking system, both of which are uh, a little bit different. Uh, and uh, well, I, I'd like to kind of go into the future today as far as like what kinds of strategies and what kind of potential applications uh, and composability uh, that end up being uh, available due to the use of Stator. So for starters, um, if you guys have noticed, uh, one of the sort of like pages on their website now includes things like strategies, and there's not much there yet. Uh, and perhaps the team will kind of expand on uh, maybe some of the strategies they are thinking of. And then in the future, uh, there may be sort of strategies built into uh, the staking yield direction that uh, the team has maybe been uh, dreaming up for the future. Uh, and then some that maybe like the community can also uh, come up with in the future as well to provide suggestions uh, to create sort of uh, combinations of various investing products. Um, another sort of general subject area I wanted to touch on was um, the the cross-chain future of Stator and um, what that means to the Terra community, what that means to, you know, possible uh, investing strategies that may emerge as a result of the presence of cross-chain assets on Stator, and maybe a little bit about how the dynamics of that will work in terms of Stator's either presence on other chains or bringing um, folks from other chains uh, into the Terra ecosystem. Um, now, I think we have Amit here, we have Dennis here, and, uh, and uh, who's our last host here? That's running the show. I think our, your, Thanks for you have got a lot of echo in your room, I believe. No, I was asking, uh, like, who's, who are all our hosts today? Maybe everyone can introduce themselves. Room and Dennis uh, work in our marketing team. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you, wanna, you guys want to start with maybe future strategies first? Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Uh, uh, <clears throat> thanks a lot uh, for the nice introduction, uh, Safi. Uh, always a pleasure to join the discussions with you and uh, fellow lunatics uh, here on Twitter Spaces. Uh, I see that Danku is here and several others are also here. Great to have you, have all of you talking about. So today I want to cover broadly about of the strategy, near-term strategies as well as the interesting products that we are bringing to the market, which kind of add a lot of value to the Terra ecosystem as well as to the delegators. and of course. As Sefi mentioned, would like to touch upon our our, our cross-chain plans and what we have been building so far when it comes to several other blockchains. Now, uh, specifically talking about uh, some of the strategies that we are implementing on the strategies page, of course, very open to suggestions here. Uh, one of the first things that we'll probably, well, that we will have uh, soon is uh, uh, the yield like we in Cephi's, I think Cephi probably coined this term. This is a yield redirection strategies on top of staking rewards. We see a future where say staking rewards are probably going to be 15, 20, or 25, 30 percent as uh, adoption of blockchains and uh, increases as well as the transactions on the blockchains increases significantly. So yield redirection on top of staking rewards will probably be massive. 
uh, when when we look at the overall crypto economy growing to few trillions of dollars and staking growing to uh, again uh, trillions of dollars uh, staking rewards itself can be can be run can be running into hundreds of billions of dollars so literally people can build hedge funds on top of staking rewards <clears throat> so uh, like basically taking that taking that long term view what we are in the short run building are uh, very very simple yield yield redirection strategies on top of lunar staking rewards uh, like we can like the stakers who are staking with us can actually look to redirect a portion of their yields to protocols like apollo dao or spectrum protocol or they could say that hey i want to convert 20% of my lunar staking yields to stables and automatically deposit those uh, those staking uh, those stable coins ust into uh, anchor protocol while earning a 20% uh, deposit rate on anchor so these are several interesting yield redirection strategies that can be built on top obviously some of the uh, some of the exciting redirection strategies uh, could actually be one we can potentially use lunar staking rewards to direct to pylon pools or for that matter any of the lockdown on terra or use the staking rewards and redirect them to play interesting games like uh, like betting or prediction markets so here, why these are some of the uh, possibilities in the short term about month to two we are building uh, re redirection strategies on top of uh, spectrum or apollo and potentially anchor uh, like expanding the potential future strategies now if you want to redirect the staking rewards to several uh, <coughs> uh, if if we expanding that to uh, to cross chain world where we can potentially redirect the staking rewards into buying up several other uh, 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 proof of assets uh so that those are all the possibilities on top of yield redirection do you want to cover anything else sefi on this particular topic what I, i'm sure you have some interesting ideas that yeah i was kind of from. just i was just kind of dreaming dreaming up different uh sort of ideas to put together um i, I think for starters um you know one realization is is that really just not all crypto is the same and that um it's not important to have exposure to sort of all crypto at all times number one so a key element in proof of stake assets is going to be uh trying to find potentially the most highly liquid um uh and most useful sort of like uh proof of stake chains to like add to the system um the second thing is well part of that is uh the realization that basically a lot of other proof of stake yields outside of uh, Terra are inflationary yields. And because they're inflationary yields, an important feature of those chains has to be very high adoption growth in order to sort of make both the yield output earn something as well as uh, the coins themselves sort of rising in value. So I think, uh, as long as we're in this sort of adoption phase of, of crypto for the next 10 years and we have um, assets that are going to be sort of like ad adopted and rising in value, 
Um, other things to be kept in mind is that you know some things have very very um, high inflationary yields, and and their potential is more. You know, the potential for those uh, assets is more related to yield than necessarily principal growth. And other things like, you know, Luna are very sort of functionally deflationary and the yields are not inflationary. So the growth potential is sort of much, much higher. So mathematically, you sort of look at that in the perspective from the perspective of strategies. So you can technically get sort of different um, asset class exposures, but they're just not all treated equally. In other words, I, I don't know that I would necessarily personally go and put equal portions into each of these things necessarily, even if they were available. I think some strategies will emerge based on the various yield rates and um, growth potentials that people think the different assets have. Um, you know, an area that I was kind of watching was, okay, so we're going to have an AMA, for example, with uh, PRISM this evening. Which you know, some people would argue is sort of like a competitive stator, but not necessarily. Um, an example um, scenario would be: so, for example, let's say I have my um, uh, Luna staked on stator, and you know, one of the things I was envisioning was: all right, in the future, um, we don't know exactly what the yield value of Y Luna would be. We don't know exactly what the principal value of Y Luna would be. But my thought was. Um, you know, the two of them should approximately equal one Luna. So an argument, you know, a, a strategy could be developed whereby, let's say, for example, Luna's uh, yield is then being directed to investing into, say, for example, whichever one is cheaper at that moment, Y Luna or P Luna. And then you're basically kind of, you may be able to get an optimized dollar cost averaging and then when the conditions are optimal, you can convert the Y Luna and P Luna over to, say, Luna X or, um, or simple staking. So there's some interesting uh, uh, possible scenarios where you continue to get primarily Luna exposure without necessarily having to um, uh, you know, you know, buy some other coin. But then you wind up with maybe a, some optimized uh, uh, solution from the yield redirection uh, that might be a little bit better than just simply straight automatic recompounding. So there's some theoretical possibilities um, available to us there. So, and then, you know, you could use your imagination, like for example, let's say for the next couple of years, Y Luna's uh, output is high, the yield could be redirected to buying Y Luna, and, but then the yield that comes back from that goes to simply going back to uh, buying Luna. Um, this way, you wind up with um, uh, you know less of the say yield risk exposure and go back to traditional Luna exposure. So there's like a lot of little magical concepts that can be built around these things that um, uh, that I can I think is going to be uh, interesting from the perspective of just like diversifying the basket of strategies and perhaps um, opportunities for people. And, you know, it's not to say that any one of these things will be like the best thing in the universe. Um, I, I think depending on market conditions, uh, you may have all sorts of different ideas about what a person might speculate as the best like option for them. Um, other things, you know, I was, you know, thinking of with the yield redirection concept is like this, like uh, I said, you know, you could basically direct yield to buying other assets uh, similar to how. Uh, like pylon gateway works, for example, you could dollar cost average into something 
Uh, like for example, uh, I used some yields today to buy anchor token while it was low because you know, well, it's low. <laughs> and uh, the idea is is that you know I could ride the speculative price action up at some point um, when the price moves upwards. So there's just some interesting uh, uh, concepts that can be that can emerge from yield direction that might net ultimately. Um, you know, potentially better outcomes than, say, for example, simply redirecting back into uh, Luna itself uh, immediately. Um, so, Amit, uh, what's your take on next, like, or what's the roadmap for the um, establishment of, say, for example, like Adam or Solana, and and what kind of things have you guys been thinking about with other chains? Yep, sure. <clears throat> it's quite interesting, uh, Sefi. I just want to uh, let me actually cover a couple of major products that we are releasing over the next one month, and then I can move to how we are thinking about the cross-chain expansion. Sure. Uh, so one of the, I think this this came up in one of our earlier discussions, uh, Sefi, where you mentioned that one of the important things that we need to consider for decentralization is actually instead of pools have each of the validators also get the flexibility to offer uh, auto compounding and simple one click airdrop claiming so we kind of took it very seriously we are we are just about to launch that solution within the next one or two weeks uh, what that means is each of the validators can actually take our contract uh, get that contract to delegate all of their uh, delegators delegations to their single validator yet offer all the features that are possible with Stator. So what you're saying basically is right now, there are several pools on the site, uh, the community pool, the airdrop pool, and the, I think the uh, like professional high efficiency pool. And what he's saying is, is that people wanted the ability to do uh, staking with single validators also. Uh, yes. So they're sort of bringing that capability in the in the name of uh, decentralization. So you still get the auto compounding benefits, but don't have to get locked into say an arbitrary pool of validators. If you like, for example, um, you know PFC or you know whoever, then you can basically pick them uh, directly uh, as time goes on here. Now, Amit, how, how many of the how many different validators are going to be available on that? Uh, yeah. on the single validator so will, sort of concept. Absolutely. We will do a phased launch with that. Initially, we'll, we will select about five to 10 validators to in the phase one. And then once we are completely comfortable with the operations, of course, all our contracts are audited, but we need to also be comfortable with operating these smart contracts. Uh, so in, for phase one will be five to 10 validators. And after phase one is completed and successful, we will roll it out to potentially every validator that is out there on Terra. Okay, great. Yeah, so that that's kind of addresses some community concerns regarding basically decentralization. You know, we don't want too much curation of pools because if that happens, um, you wind up with uh, one, you get pools that may get too much money because they, without having really deserving it. On the other hand, you may have um, uh, other pools that get too much centralization who perhaps deserve it, but also it's at, at the expense of decentralization. So the centralization, decentralization argument will always sort of be there. 
Um, and maybe uh, I mean, like a possible re yield redirection scenario might be that you like in the future might be able to stake on one pool, but then when you do the yield rede redirection, it goes to something else. So you might be able to contribute to decentralization while being comfortable with whatever validator that you primarily use. So there may be some interesting possibilities with, um, with uh, you know, in the in the future in terms of yield redirection. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, Amit, uh, uh, yeah, so besides that, like, do, do you want to touch on any, anything else be before going to, like, cross-chain things? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of interesting plans and, in fact, like, pilots that we are doing with some of these, some of the staking infrastructure solutions that we have built, uh, I want to touch a little bit upon those where uh, we are taking our contracts and then uh, using those contracts on institutional players like custodians in fact one of the one of the uh, custodians pilot is pretty advanced it is at a very advanced stage similarly we are taking the smart contracts to some of the funds that run their own validators offering these auto compounding and airdrops claiming to those funds so these are some of these uh, products should actually come to life in just the next one or two weeks so we will have funds with hundreds of millions of dollars of luna Staking with those contracts, but by, by funds or, in, or or like what type of institutions some of the or venture funds are we capital about? funds? Some of the venture oh, capital funds who are deep in the Luna ecosystem and other ecosystems, they are very keen to explore some of these solutions because it adds a it adds significant value for them. Uh, as you know, that claiming of rewards, restaking of rewards, all of that will actually mean that they have to access their cold storage wallets and uh, has several tax implications for them. So they are extremely keen to adopt our solutions. Okay, great. Yeah, I don't suppose you have any alpha as far as any particular uh, <laughs> groups that are public or anything like that? It's not yet public, so that's why I'm, okay. uh, no I'm unable to share the names, but I think in a few weeks, we should have concrete names. Oh, interesting. So, uh, on a you know, on a slightly different note, before we move on, like I forgot to ask this question before. Yeah. So the SD token, which uh, we don't really talk maybe that much about, um, with all of these things going on, um, maybe you could review briefly the value mechanism for the holder of that token, and also Absolutely. maybe describe a little bit about the recent listing. And the listing price that was established, um, and how all of that's going exactly. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so let me quickly mention that we have recently closed a strategic private sale from a bunch of marquee uh, in investors or funds across crypto and traditional financial uh, world. Some of the investors who joined the strategic uh, uh, sale are. Three Arrows Capital, which is one of the large investors in the crypto space across several ecosystems, uh, along with uh, huge uh, US-based asset management funds like Golden Tree Capital and uh, one of the Web2 uh, top class names like Axel. So all of these funds have joined uh, the strategic sale at about, that values stayed at about $450 million, uh, fully diluted value. And uh, we are actually doing the public sale on Coinbase at about uh, 
very close to the 450 million dollar value which is the option one and option two is values are about 675 million dollars uh, the reason why the there is difference in the uh, in in the options is because the vesting periods are different and compared to 450 million dollar strategic round that we've closed which values are token at about three dollars the vesting terms are about three years which is linear vested linearly vested for about 36 months uh, so obviously we'll have to put a slight premium when on option one which is where the vesting is just one year and option two where the vesting is just six months so that is the reason for the slight difference in the token price across the uh, across the strategic round and coin list uh, price coming to how stater token uh, or or stater platform captures revenues or value is one obviously we charge a small amount of commission on stake pools as well as on all the institutional staking infrastructure products that we are building and then taking to the market all of that flows into treasury and uh, sd token stakers actually get a chance to uh, govern and vote on how to how to distribute this treasury and how to manage the treasury so the entire proceeds of commissions and fee go to stater's treasury in a in a short summary Got it. And and the the everybody that did the community farming or who who is doing uh, the uh, liquid pool farming now with uh, Luna Luna X, um, everybody getting that is basically has been getting Luna at I'm sorry has been getting SD token at what sort of price compared to what these new investors are are buying the token at now. Gotcha. So the, all, the the initial set of community farmers started uh, farming SD tokens at about 0.43 dollars, which is so, roughly about one sixth. So in other words, uh, I did a pretty good job by putting a lot of Luna in there, probably. Okay, good. <laughs> so and then how about the what what about the uh, the so if people use the Luna Luna X pool now. Um, what uh, what is the current uh, sort of like price of the token? Uh, you know, based you know. So basically, what's happening is is you're getting what the Luna X uh, staking rewards are going to buying the token. Is that how that's working? Uh, so the Luna Luna X pool has a different mechanism. Uh, users are not using their Luna staking rewards. Uh, we are actually giving free SD tokens for people who are providing Luna Luna X LP in the staking pool or the in the liquidity pool. So about 25,000 SD tokens are being farmed by the LP providers every day. Okay, great. Yeah, that's FP interesting. While they are accumulating the Luna staking rewards into Luna X along with their airdrops. Got it. Because basically people are giving up the Luna half of the LP as far as rewards they're still going to get the luna x rewards but they and they're going to get a small amount of sort of like lp fees i think they run around two to three percent right now yes and then on top of that they're getting the sort of like uh, incentivized sd rewards basically right yep absolutely okay great great yeah i was just so going to clarify over, all those points over, I, over the long term i think the lp fees or the swap fees that the lp generates should be higher because Today, most of the users are have 
have kind of provided LP and not moving them because they are farming SD tokens. So over a period of time, I do believe the swap fees should swap fees component should become much higher. Yeah, I think I think also once we have more like strategies some of the strategies, yeah, strategies in general on Terra, not just on Stater, but that include the Luna X liquid staking token, there will be a lot more. Um, Dex activity regard in regards to sort of moving back and forth from Luna and Luna X, and perhaps um, uh, you know like some of those things that we've talked about in other spaces. You know, different types of bots, different types of uh, like just you know trading strategies uh, that can emerge uh, that are sort of like predefined for people, and that will lead to a lot more um, trading activity based on say Luna's price relative to um uh well one relative to luna but just relative to ust as well so there should be a lot of interesting opportunities for people i think um so you want to move on then to the from some of the cross-chain ideas and maybe some kind of roadmap theories of what you guys are doing next absolutely so in terms of just giving a brief on the overall multi-chain uh plants that we have uh, we are, we we've obviously received grants from two of the major blockchains already. Uh, one is going to be public next week, and the other we're just closing the contract. The likes of uh, uh, Phantom, Edera, etc. Some of these blockchains are very important for the Terra ecosystem as well. Uh, so so what we are actually build, we've already started building some of these solutions. Obviously, Solana was always in the works, and we are we are ready to launch Solana in three to four weeks. Uh, the team is doing extensive testing and UI development. As soon as that is done, uh, the Solex, and then obviously whenever Phantom and uh, Hedera and AVAX are done, each of these excess derivatives are going to be launched along with the stake pools at different points of time. And uh, and some of these X tokens can actually flow into Anchor indigenously based on the new plans that Anchor is having. Uh, so that the borrowing interest of UST is going up. When I say interest, I don't mean the interest rate. Uh, I mean the, uh, what I mean is like adoption of UST is going to skyrocket with a lot of these taking derivatives uh, coming into Luna ecosystem via anchor borrowing. So with the way you envision this, um, so let's just, let's talk about like Solana, for example. So are you going to have an interface separate that connects to a Solana wallet and then that's how you access SolX or is the ability to buy or like um uh you know like use UST to get Solana X is that going to be a possibility like right on right on Terra without having to jump to uh another wallet like what's the mechanism what's that going to look like how's it going to feel like when we're using it Gotcha. So the interface is going to be Stader, uh, Stader DAP, either either on web or as soon as the mobile version is out on the mobile Stader DAP. Uh, but it, but the, the but the UI is going to have an option to actually select the indigenous wallets. Like for example, on Solana, it could be Solfair or Phantom wallets. While on uh, uh, while on Phantom blockchain, it could be a MetaMask or something else. But the interface is going to be stater, just that the wallet will be different. 
and Seda platform is going to support all the indigenous wallets. What I was, I was trying to ask is, um, so is a Terra user going to be able to use, like, say, for example, buy directly Solana X, for example, without using an outside wallet? In other words, is it truly like a cross-chain either derivative gotcha. or what or, you mean is yeah gotcha gotcha yes definitely uh i think it's an interesting point that you've uh, brought up uh Sefi. we are also we have been actively trying to bridge luna x to solana and phantom uh and then creating liquidity pools for uh, wrapped luna x on solana as well uh so it's 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 exactly the reverse right like for example solex or ftmx is going to be bridged to terra and then we will create LP pools for each of these uh, POS tokens on Terra, and users can actually buy those uh, FTMX or some or or Solix within Terra as a CW20 token instead of using another wallet on another chain. I think it's it's pretty interesting, and it it is going to come soon. Yeah, like the excitement there is that if you have um, uh, like somewhere between three to five you know, really popular, um, like cross chain wrapped, uh, auto compounders, then like what I'm excited to for, like what I'm excited to see is things like, for example, um, like auto rebalancing strategies that involve things like, you know, FTMX, SolX, LunaX, so that basically you could trade, you could have a system that trades the price action and the price volatility, uh, you know, volatility delta between these various um, assets. But then you're also simultaneously earning the auto compounding yield while you're sort of trading them. So it 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 really creates a, a much much more efficient way to uh, like make money, so to speak, in crypto, um, and it's dramatically more efficient than say just hopping onto KuCoin and like buying some things or you know using a rebalancer there so my, my suspicion is is that the the apys from those kinds of techniques will probably run you know somewhere in the like you know 200 percent plus consistent um and when you have that type of you know yield output um you know it's well, number one, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to achieve that. But the the other amazing thing is you can create sort of like what I envision as the sort of like normie investor protocols where a person can just say, you know, like, you know, inject some UST into one of these things and um, have a fairly high likelihood of being successful over time, um, as opposed to what people do now, which is like, you know, a lot of people, you know, buy too high and get wrecked and then they and they then they sell low and do all sorts of weird things. You want to have uh, really, really easy to use systems where people can take advantage in my in my view of all of these uh, wrapped uh, auto compounding tokens and then have rebalancers that by themselves are essentially natively auto compounding is how those work. So you're basically talking about auto compounders wrapped inside of, you know, rebalance or auto compounders. And the yield is just breathtaking. I mean, it's, it, it should be pretty awesome for people. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's part of the reason why sort of like I was from the very beginning, I was, you know, paying very close attention to Stater. I know that, you know, there's like benefits to the 
you know, you know, the diver, you know, staking pools and all the other reasons that you guys have for doing what you do. But for me, mathematically, um, this utility seemed the most compelling for or one of the most compelling utilities for like the average user that um, that I think, you know, you could build things that are e relatively easy for people to understand and relatively low risk over longer periods of time because the the auto compounding yields essentially really mitigate sort of like price volatility risks substantially. Um, but anyway, it, so it should be fun kind of creating these things uh, as you guys move forward. Absolutely. I do. I do. Uh, I mean, I think two of the very interesting products that we, we have discussed multiple times in the past are obviously these auto rebalancers uh, that are composed of several uh, derivatives of proof of stake state assets along with uh, UST. That's that's one of the fantastic projects products that can be built on top, along with uh, potentially some of the advanced financial products like uh, having ETFs on top of uh, uh, these several proof of stake assets along with potentially UST. So these are these are a couple of my favorite products that can be built on top of these. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was thinking, I was, I was, in fact, Amit, I was thinking, Amit, I was thinking about this a little bit uh, deeper. And what, one of the possibilities is, let's say, for example, someone already has a lot of Luna and is not interested in like messing with it, right? They're not interested in like diversifying that. They just want to take the yield output and do something with it. So the an example product uh, strategy would be like you take what I just mentioned, some sort of like combo rebalancer with um, multiple auto compounded, uh, you know, liquid staked assets. And you take, but you, what you do is you take the yield out of my Luna now and deploy it into that rebalancer system on a dollar cost averaging basis so that it functions like a vault. In other words, I don't have to sell my Luna now to buy FTMX to go buy Solana X. I can just basically have the current yield output for my Luna go into that system instead, which, um, again, doesn't create like a separate sell uh, situation from a tax perspective. Right. So this could be very these kind of like techniques could be very interesting from a like tax efficiency standpoint as well. Absolutely. I think some of these uh, I, I, I do. I do know that some of the retail investors do actually uh, are very conservative about tax. Uh, but some of the I do envision some of these products being extremely valuable to institutions who are very, very conservative when it comes to taxation. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like the the, the tax issue is interesting because, you know, uh, as everyone knows, like if you hop onto some like platform and try to use a bot or you try to use like, you know, you claim rewards and you stake them like every single little thing becomes some ridiculous taxable event. Because uh, like the regulators and such have not created a simple strategy for in any country, probably for, you know, taxable events. So the beauty of having like things sort of almost traded for you, like in like an ETF format inside of a vault, is that not only do you get all of these like staking reward auto compounding benefits, but on top of that, you're getting it without having to pay a tax every single transaction, which would normally happen. 
um, if you're concerned about these things. So the the tax efficiency makes the actual income yield off those rebalancers just skyrocket if you think about it, um, because you, you don't have a taxable event every time when it's being done in the background. Um, basically, the the um, only at the time when you claim all of the income from all of that does it become taxable. And, um, and, and even then you could have cool stuff like, you know, you make the claim on like UST. So in other words, like if all these neat little products are happening, you could actually have a slider where it says, you know, I want to claim this in UST versus claim it in, um, you know, the other tokens that are available. So uh, you could use these techniques to sort of like create an income source for oneself. Uh, and that's really important, I think, for a lot of people um, who just want to like spend their UST. So like you have all these cool things that's pumping out money for you. And then you have the UST headed off to your, I don't know, Alice card or something like that. And you go and like, you know, buy something with the yield. So, you know, me personally, I'm much more interested in these strategies than like the anchor earn, you know, 20% uh, yield concept personally. Um, I think that anchor earn UST yield is more of a, it's like an interesting tool, but I would rather have really high yielding products that are superior to 20% while simultaneously getting the price action of like highly, you know, rapidly growing assets um, as well. So that's kind of my thinking. But it does. It is relevant to most people that they prefer to create a system, have a system where they didn't have to sell their Luna, but they still have like amazing um, uh, outcomes from their yield output, such that maybe that's optimized over time and um, creates like an income source for people. Is kind of my thinking. Um, I don't know if you. I mean, if you were like listening on some of my other conversations about like. In the future, the possibility of like, you know, replacing, for example, things like health insurance on Terra, um, some of these sort of like protocols or systems using the yield of Web 3.0 assets is, I think, the way to sort of revamp entire global, um, like, for example, health insurance systems and where the, 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 the folks in the system are actually getting a tremendous amount of value. Um, but can have that go to other, uh, you know, traditional finance uh, systems that you wouldn't think of, like like health insurance. Uh, so once, because once you have a yield output, you essentially have revenue instead of that revenue going to um, other agencies. You wind up uh, having the yield output go to fuel, fund the pools to pay for things like, I don't know, health insurance needs, for example. So it should be pretty interesting. And, and admit, you've got a lot, lot of noise in the background, by the way. You might have to mute your mic. Oh, in the, in the I'm screen. sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, that was kind of, those are some of my thoughts. I think uh, Stater's uh, systems are, you know, like in my mind, they are the use of staking yield is an extremely important part of building out a lot a lot of different dApps that um you know use that revenue to um do all sorts of things diversify into other uh, financial products diversify into like sort of bot systems diversify into like specific other coins like or or and then also uh diversifying into say for example IDO tokens like you know, they might be able to do like a IDO pool, like, for example, like on Pylon, you know how there's like a dozen different, you know, coins emerging there that you could buy into 
Um, but maybe you don't really want to figure out which one of those you want. Maybe you just want the yield output for your Luna to you for a year to go to buying every random coin that you possibly can get on there um, or whatever. So there's there's ways to sort of create like a mutual fund type of, um, uh, you know, like buying strategy for a lot of different things. So all sorts of strategies can be produced in terms of um, like how to buy things. Uh, but I'm, I'm really I, more immediately, I'm kind of interested in the Luna. I'm sorry, the, the uh, use of my yield output to sort of arbitrage the Luna X, I'm sorry, the, um, the, the Y Luna P Luna prism thing, which would be very interesting. Cause then you could use your staking rewards to redirect into playing games with those, um, those price differentials and um you know all that volatility and price movement actually ends up leading to a lot of free money actually if you know what you're doing <laughs> so Absolutely. anyway uh, any, any, any other thoughts on it no i think i think some of these ideas are really interesting and i couldn't wait i i mean i'm, I'm eager to sort of uh build some of these strategies as as prism and uh, white whale and some of these other protocols on the terra ecosystem go live uh currently obviously we are a bit constrained in terms of the number of protocols that are live in the live on the terra but as as the ecosystem grows there as there are more and more protocols that go live some of these strategies would be extremely interesting yeah i i think uh some of the things people uh might like maybe complain about with terra is that while there's not like that many protocols on terra there aren't that many like quote unquote interesting things and I think the reason for that is because there are only so many applications to blockchain right now uh, that make any sense, like that are sustainable and make any sense. There's trading, which is DEXs, you know, and whatnot. And every every chain has their DEX and um, like trading crypto and, you know, making number go up and people making money is one of the like primary reasons why people play in crypto as opposed to sort of like being in it for the tech, so to speak. <laughs> and then uh, you have... Um, you know, so there is sort of a lot, a, a short, a relatively short list of, um, you know, applications that involve yield um, and uh, involve lending. And these kinds of things uh, tend to emerge on every um, uh, protocol. What makes uh, Terra, I think, maybe unique is uh, that some of the base protocols like Anchor, uh, like mirror, like um, like I think what Stator is going to be considered one of the sort of like keystones, uh, things like Prism, is you create really really uh, unique sort of situations um, in terms of differentiating Terra from lots of other things, which then you know provide the framework for you know for example like video game builders. Uh, people who want to make uh, real-world applications out of these things, um, and they're they're going to look for sustainability. So, if, you know, if I'm I'm a billion-dollar company and I'm looking to come and like create something on Terra, I want to know that, for example, the anchor yield is going to survive. Like, you know, all of you are wondering about. I'm going to want to know, you know, what is TFL doing with its money, and, and you know, and how is that going to play out? Like that, you know, the LFG announcement that uh, just kind of came out recently. Um, all of these are important questions, and 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 you want to have a mixture of like sustainability of the yield, uh, sustainability of anchor, a uh, sustainability of Luna's um, uh, staking yield, 
And where is that money going to come from? Uh, and all of those are sort of like the, the, the key questions. And I think the, um, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff that's going to happen with um, what Stater's offering. So like it, it definitely sparks my imagination as far as like things that can be built. Um, the, you know, so, uh, so hopefully everyone's had like a sense of what we're uh, like, you know, why we're talking about this and like why I enjoy speaking with the Stater folks and everything. Um, by the way, I, I don't have any like direct connection with, with state or anything. So any you know, post comments I make or opinions are mostly my own and, uh, they're not obligated to sort of either make anything I say or, nor are they, uh, <laughs> nor do they, uh, um, nor, nor is anything I say some sort of promise from them. So just, yeah, be aware of that, but let's maybe take some questions here. If anyone wants to hop up, um, just hit the, the, um, speaker request button and, we can bullshit for a little bit with everybody. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I think we have about it's 10 minutes to take any questions. Yeah. So I think you are also running late, right? Yeah, I've got, I've got, I'm a little time constrained today. So, um, uh, so I kind of was going to like do an hour this time, uh, for this conversation, which, uh, I think we covered a lot of the, the big topics, right? Good morning, everybody. Did we miss anything? No, I think we have covered most of the topics that were there in the, uh, on the agenda for today. Okay. Here, let me get Dion here. What's up, man? Good morning. How you doing? Steph? Hey, Dion. How you doing? Good, good. Good morning. Good morning. Doing great. So I have a quick question. Thanks for joining in, Dion. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So I have a quick question. Um, I, I see that Lucky's in the audience now. You know, he was in a, in a space yesterday where I, I'm going to ask the same question now. Basically, I'm trying to get into staking um, crypto. Um, again, I'm trying to, I'm new to this as far as the stakes, the staking as, aspect. And I want to know where, like, how can I start as far as what's the best platform? What are the good resources for me to research, for me to start staking? And what are the benefits aside from, you know, earning like, yield from staking? Uh, did, did you happen to say, so do you already have your Luna on your own, um, uh like wallet address, like on Terra Station, or have you not done that yet? No, I have not done that yet, no. I've been looking into So the I first thing, yeah, sure. Uh, well, let me kind of like walk you through a couple of points, um, uh, so a couple of basics for you to do, sort of like as homework, I should say. Uh, Perfect. And Thank then you can sort of like really, you can really like jump from there. Um, once you get your Luna, um, let me let's get a assume that... Paper. Let me get a Paper. Okay, you're gonna take some notes. Absolutely, <laughs> I like it. Well, actually, and TerraSpace is actually record, so if you you can always jump onto TerraSpaces um, and uh, grab the recording of this later if you need to find it. Okay, perfect. So I got the pen and paper now. Thank you. Seth. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. So what you're gonna do basically is number one, you need to like get your Luna to a wallet, and assuming you bought Luna as native Terra Luna. Um, then you can basically send it to your Terra Station wallet address, and and normally you have staking options right on your wallet there, um, if you want to use them. But what Stater does, and their site is StaterLabs.com, right, Amit? Yes, yes. So yeah, StaterLabs.com. Yeah, StaterLabs.com, and is that S T A T E R? D E R, like in D as in dog. <laughs> okay, got it, Stater. Yeah, so staterlabs.com. And basically, the, the difference is, is that when you uh, initiate your, the staking process through their site, 
you basically have your Terra Station wallet. You're going to connect it to their site, and then you're going to have the option of staking with them. And there are a variety of advantages to doing it that way. Um, you're actually not staking with Stater. What you're doing is your um, uh, Stater has built a layer on top of Staker um, staking solutions, and it basically uh, helps you like optimize your like yield output into auto compounding more Luna, basically. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I I wouldn't get too deep into it into the conversation right now. It sounds like if you're just getting started, you want to first just get yourself a wallet, get your Luna there, and then um, like check out their site, and it, it'll really clarify for you what it does. But basically, it optimizes your like income potential by basically taking, uh, in the case of Terra uh, Luna, you get basically. Um, uh, UST as part of your rewards. UST is the US dollar peg stablecoin, and that can be redirected to essentially rebuying more Luna, which then, of course, gets you more staking rewards in an auto compounding sort of feedback loop. So that's pretty cool. So it's it's definitely, uh, if your primary goal is to park your Luna there and stake it and leave it there for a long time, I think that's the primary benefit you get from using something like Sater Labs, if you're, especially if you're kind of an amateur and starting out staking. So I definitely recommend learning a lot about it. I think Web 3.0 is the future. And um, I personally find it to be pretty lucrative. But anyway. <laughs> Let me ask you something. You said, you know, get the, get the wallet. So I have Coinbase. I just haven't bought Luna. Would you say that wallet and then connect that particular wallet address to starterlabs.com? Staterlabs.com, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and when you buy on Coinbase, it's a little bit more complica complicated because they have Ethereum-wrapped Luna. You can't uh -huh. actually send it direct to your Terra Station wallet. So Terra Station's an app you can get, just download it on the App Store, T-E-R-R-A okay. Station. And uh, you can basically um, start from there. There's quite a few YouTube videos on how to get your wrapped Luna from Coinbase to there, but it basically involves using what's called a bridge. And um, I know it's a lot of terminology if you're kind of new to this, so it's kind of weird, but um, eventually... Go ahead. I was going to say, I'll just go with, with, with what you said, Terra State Wallet. I'll look into that. Yeah, and get then, the wallet. And then uh, there's there's some videos out there that talk about how to get your um, Luna from, like, for example, Coinbase over to that. It's a little bit more complicated because this, the type of Luna that's on Coinbase um, is an Ethereum-based, uh, like, wrapped Luna, they call it. And okay. so there's, yeah, there's these cross-chain sort of like um, names are really weird for people to understand, but it, it does take a bit of uh, uh, okay. sort of what time kind to figure of, it out. But it's, it was right. worth it. And what kind of Luna is on Terra, on Terra Station Wallet? Uh, Terra Station is considered native Terra, uh, like the native actual Terra Luna versus what you're uh, seeing on Coinbase is uh, Ethereum wrapped Luna, which is slightly different. Got it, got it. So, okay, my friend, let me... Very Thank good. So yeah, good luck with all that. I'm sure you'll figure it out. <laughs> sure. Thank you. All right. Who do you always want to get up next here? Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello. Hey, Amit. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hi, uh, Anshul. Am I right? audible? Yes. Hi, Anshul. Uh, yeah, it's Anshul only. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Amit, actually, I have, uh, I have a query regarding the starter labs. Like, why you have chosen the Terra Luna blockchain only? I mean, there are a number of the blockchains, like near uh polygon and uh, solana which are two famous uh these days so 
there is any specific reason for choosing the luna for the starter labs i think in hindsight it was very obvious uh but uh, let me let me give you a slightly uh long answer uh luna is a terra is an ecosystem and obviously the vision for terra is to bring a lot of real real life users to crypto basically they want to like they are building products across three major domains right one is savings with anchor two investments with mirror and three payments with chai and stay as stater our vision is to actually bring a billion users to staking and uh, that vision kind of resonated very well with us on top of that the proof of stake and staking ecosystem on terra is extremely advanced i haven't seen another ecosystem where the validators are uh, highly mature and so many validators are trying to actively contribute something or the other to the ecosystem like we have uh, oc here who runs uh, who runs his own uh, telegram group creates content and smart stake who creates his own dashboards and several validators that are differentiating themselves by airdropping uh, to their stakers and it's just the beginning right i i can see a future i think recently coinhall coinhall also started a subs- stake to subscribe program uh, i think it's only a matter of time that some of these validators uh, try and build extremely sophisticated solutions like adding insurance real real life health insurance products for stakers that that stake with them for a long period of time or create social tokens for stake for stakers who are going to stake with them in the longer run and then those social tokens can give you access to exclusive incentives etc so all of these factors led us to choose uh, uh, terra ecosystem to start with i hope that answers your question yeah uh, pretty cool and uh, one thing more i have to ask like how the stators unlock the possibilities for the gaming integrations like you have mentioned in the roadmap also uh sorry possibility for what integration gaming integrations gaming it gaming Got integrations it. and the defi yeah that's that's quite fascinating actually if you take what we what we are doing we are actually putting all the claiming all the rewards into a separate smart contract and those rewards are actually redirected to either auto compounding or they can be converted to stable coins and uh, retained in the wallet or those rewards can actually be used to play games say for example in the future or actually take lotera as an example so with within a few months you can actually start to redirect your staking rewards to lotera and play no loss lotteries or in the future once prediction markets evolve on terra you can choose to uh, redirect your rewards to let's say two or three prediction uh, uh, pre- uh, like prediction individuals who are doing extremely well on the prediction markets so all of these are possibilities on top of your staking rewards okay got it and uh, last but not least uh, how you will be selecting the validators from the public i mean to say that in terms of the decentralizing the network are you getting my point mm how am i how 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 is stader choosing uh the validators from the public yeah. uh, is there any criteria for that that uh, to be mentioned by the stader labs that yes, how to become we, a bad of course we did we did actually share all the criteria transparently with uh, with the community on our blog post we have performance parameters uh slashing history as well as uh, pool specific criteria for selecting validators Okay, cool. Well, it's very so interesting to. 
Hey guys, can someone else jump in? All right. Yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, quick question. Thank you for taking the time, uh, Amit and Sefi, for uh, putting this on. Um, now, do you know if uh, U.S. residents are not able to participate in CoinList? And second question, it looks in the FAQ that the um, uh, community uh, farming ends today. Is that right? And is there still... Um, you know, time for someone to go in and participate in farming to try to earn some SD tokens, or is that done? When is the snapshot, basically? Gotcha. So the community farming is still ongoing for Luna, Luna X providers. So you can basically stake half of your Luna with Stater on the liquid staking pool and uh, combine it with the rest of your Luna and provide LP on uh, TerraSwap. That can give you uh, that kit, uh, so using that you are eligible to farm stater tokens and then based on random snapshots your stater tokens will be credited to your account every uh, every week on thursday end of day so uh, on the plain stake pools is where two percent allotted tokens were uh, completely farmed already uh, having said that we will we are planning to actually have more rewards for uh, stakers who continue to stake so uh, I, we will have more and more SD tokens as rewards for sure. SD farming is still available for Luna, Luna X uh, LP providers. Is that only on TerraSwap? Or? Yes, it's only on TerraSwap as of now. Okay, thank you. And then the coin list, not available for US residents, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it's a, it's a rule that coin list has. Okay, okay thank you guys. All right, can I ask you a quick thank question? Thank Please go ahead, Nathan, right? Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, yeah. Um, I just want to ask you, when I stake with uh, Stider X, if obviously I can swap straight back on Terror Station um, and not have to wait the 21 days, is there a chance that yes. the Luna could lose its value if I swap straight back? As in, how does it kind of keep its peg, the uh, Luna X? Okay. So you're quick. Just rephrasing your question. Uh, how does the Luna, Luna X... Peg is maintained. How yeah. is it maintained, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So there are two things to consider here. One is Luna X price on stated app is constantly increasing every day as we claim and restake your rewards and they are auto compounded. Right? Yeah. So the Luna X price on stated app is increasing every day. Okay. But the Luna price on TerraSwap okay. is determined by market factors. So it could be higher than what is the price. It could be it could be higher than the price that is there on uh, Luna uh, that is there on TerraSwap or it could be lower depending on supply and demand for Luna X. The moment the price goes beyond a particular uh, peg value, then arbitrage kicks in. Sefi yes. is the master here. So yeah, what arbitrages can do is... Luna stuff. I've, I've looked into that. So it's yes. similar is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's great. Appreciate that. Yeah, the, the way I would look at it is uh, if you're, if, number one, you want to be sure that on the AMM, you're sort of getting a like good deal for your swap if you're going to convert between Luna and Luna X. Yes. And um, one of the ways you sort of figure that out is by going to Stater's um, site and looking at the like true price of Luna X as it relates to sort of like the... Um, like you know the auto compounded like price yeah so since there is a variability on the amm like admit it's it's possible that in the future what maybe you should do is um 
that the swapping mechanism on uh, stator's site itself actually clarifies yeah. whether you're getting sort of like, you know, a, a negative or positive net benefit when you when you do the actual swap. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you go like, for example, if you go on Astroport right now and you're swapping Luna to B Luna, there's a small like percentage number at the bottom of the uh, like swap page. And it tells you like, are you net in the green or net in the red as far as like the peg value? Yes. You know, the ratio of like the value at the, that you're getting when you're swapping and is it at peg or above or below it? And that's, I think, important yep, for yep. people ultimately. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, that's great. Unfortunately, oh, TerraSwap doesn't so sort of do this for you. <laughs> no, yeah, just quickly, because obviously with the um, SD tokens coming to an end, is there a chance that the Lunar X price could drop slightly? Or are you just assuming that most people will carry on staking? Because uh, I'm so actually staking at the moment with yourself. Um, I'm looking to. So obviously with that news, awesome. I'm kind of thinking, do I need to wait um, and keep an eye on the price or is it worth just moving in? Gotcha. Awesome. So the first thing is, obviously... Uh, we are going to add more and more rewards to the Luna Luna X. Okay. And the other thing is there is a vesting period for the SD tokens after the farming ends. It's there to ensure that there is a smooth uh, either reduction, if at all there is any. Uh, so yes. so it's, not, it's not randomly reduced drastically. Uh, and then beyond that, as Luna X, Luna X, as we add more and more strategies on top of Luna X, like the mirror integration and the edge protocol integrations, as well as some of the cross-chain integrations, the uh, demand for Luna X is going to significantly increase, and the swap fees are going to increase. On top okay. of that, added are SD tokens. So we do expect the uh, liquidity pool size is going to significantly go up for sure in the future. Okay, that's great. I can definitely do some more research on myself, and I was just quickly jumping on to ask a question, but no, I appreciate your answer. That's great. Thanks for your help. Thanks, Nathan. Cheers. Bye. Hey, guys. Um, I've actually got to drop off a bit. It's kind of like a, I've kind of got a hard time stop today, unfortunately. Um, but there's a few more questions. I guess maybe you could wrap things up with folks. Yep, so yep. I'll take one last. I'll probably take one last question. Martin okay. has been trying to ask that question, and then we can wind it up. Okay, guys. We'll catch you later, okay? Thanks, Safi. Thanks. Thanks all. all. As always. Yeah, see you later, Marty. Thank you. Um, Hi, Marty. So, How are you today? Very good. I'm totally, you know, aligned with CFI's observations about, you know, the use of other, you know, high return, high, you know, um, income, essentially, assets. So your current strategy, you know, is kind of multi-chain, which means that you have to basically um, integrate into the Solana chain, into the Phantom chain, et cetera, okay? And, yep. you know, I, I get that very standard way, makes a lot of sense. However, you know, you know, number one, you know, at least from my favorite assets sitting on the Cosmos space, um, it doesn't get me the high return assets that are there. Okay. Um, so, so from a procedural perspective or a prioritization, prioritization perspective, 
you know, it doesn't get me that. So that's that's a detail. Have you considered an alternate way of essentially, you know, redirecting the uh, returns um, that I get from staking with uh, Stater to go into those IBC native assets in a pool like hosted by Loop, for example. So what I what I would like, you know, is to get my return in maybe a blend of AUST, maybe more Luna X, but I'd also like to get Osmo, okay? Or maybe I mm. want to get Juno, or maybe I want to get, you know, CMDX, okay? So that does not require, okay, at this moment, at this very moment, it does not require any integration with the protocols, all it requires is a pool to be available somewhere on the Terra system. So that's kind of my 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 thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is where some of these cross-chain DEXs, of course, so far the biggest cross-chain DEX was Thorchain, which had exposure to all types of IBC assets. Uh, I think some of uh, some of the observations and the uh, kind of products you have in mind are really interesting we would definitely love to actually explore some of these strategies on Strata platform in the even in the short to midterm as well because i do understand that luna stakers would want to take their high yields and kind of deploy them in high, even further high high yield generating assets across the cosmos ecosystem right it's it's definitely this combination of kind of high yield and i wouldn't call it stable but you know, growing assets, right? So yep. as an example, I think the second largest pool in osmosis, which parenthetically is the third largest X, you know, out there, um, is in fact the Luno Osmo pool, right? It's pretty large and it's only gonna get bigger. Yep. So so there's interest already, you know, it's already been signaled. That, that there's an interest in the Osmo token, for lack of a term. So just bringing that into loop and having that as an outcome of your redirection, which kudos for you for having, you know, basically user or consumer ability ability to have redirection coming out. I, I think that pool alone is going to be interesting to some set of people. You know, certainly yep, do yep. Osmo X as a next step, but those kind of pools can be put up in days instead of you know weeks of weeks or sorry months of development time yep i think it's a it's a fabulous strategy uh i am talking to tom tom anyway tomorrow from loop let me bring it up and figure out how can we how we can make this as a reality very good thank you very much for your hard work in this in this call yeah, absolutely thanks marty thanks for joining and asking questions. Uh, I mean, I learn a lot from these AMAs. In fact, some of the some of the ideas that we have got are uh, really from these AMAs. So many thanks to all of you who are joining and contributing to the project. Awesome. On that note, uh, guys, we had this uh, AMA planned only for an hour. Uh, thanks a lot for joining. Look forward to doing further AMAs with you. 
and uh, getting a lot more ideas and blessings blessings from all of you so that we could continue to build this platform further thanks a ton for joining okay bye 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 everyone thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was stater staking weekly hosted by cfi and stater labs recorded on thursday january 20th 2022 this episode of the ether was brought to you by luart luart is the first gamified nft platform built on the terra network Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to check out Dystope AI minting today, which is the 20th. Don't miss it. For more information, check out luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Everybody needs a little hobby Ain't left the house in a while and I'm feeling pretty soggy Broad daylight, find the sun, get a little vitamin D Smoke a little weed, I hit a DMT If you know what I mean, I know you know what I mean If you listen to me, please try to follow my lead Every day trying to plant the seeds Overgrow the planet with some good fucking trees I mean good fucking grief, what a shit show All risk, no benefit, shorty get low Slow-mo, simp-mo, roll into the disco Pulls out a knife, leaving behind slit throats this goes to show it don't take much When you feel the hunch, gotta stay with the rush Never getting separated, I'm trying to delegate the memory And demonstrate a new way to celebrate When I was a kid, the disaster, the disaster we were about, about most Was a nuclear, nuclear war. war That's why we had a barrel like this down in our basement Filled with cans of food and water When the nuclear attack came, we were supposed to go downstairs Hunker down and eat out of that barrel Today's video's greatest risk of a global catastrophe doesn't look like this. Instead, it looks like this. If anything kills over 10 million million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus virus rather than a war. This bro knows how to shut down a party Stay at home boredom, bust it up promptly Softly spoken, about to get it sorted Paperwork in order, about to cross a few borders Walking by the neighbors, about to spark vapor Picking up odd jobs, gotta do the labor This ditch ain't gonna dig itself Rolling in the thick is how the haters felt When Cinderella finds a fella dancing in the ballroom And Alice decides to eat up all the small shrooms Which one do you think you're gonna follow? That depends on the color of the little pill swallowed Quality control kick the EQs up Nothing like death and destruction to get the views up Acting like a bunch of Yakuza Drunk off the booze and the thought of laying down with Medusa At Lollapalooza I'm hitting snooze, I'm a loser Spaces.